Podcasting from a sex writing cave somewhere in the middle of the internet, this is The Smutlancer Show, a weekly podcast where we discuss writing about sex and getting paid to do it. The Smutlancer Podcast is hosted by Kayla Lords and Molly Moore, two sex bloggers who have more ideas than they have time in the day. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smutlancer Podcast is produced weekly, except during those times when we finally admit we need a mini vacation. Show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. When you're ready to take your smutlancing career to a new level, join the Smutlancers community on Patreon. For as little as $5 per month, you can ask questions, get answers, and interact with both Molly and Kayla and an entire community of other people who create content about sex and want to get paid to do it. Head over to patreon.com slash thesmutlancers. That's patreon.com slash thesmutlancers to learn more. Hello, everybody. Kayla Lords here with the fabulous, wonderful, my best good work wife, <laughs> Molly Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go me. Best work wife ever. Uh, <laughs> we are back for our main topic this month. Uh, as you already know from the title, we're talking about shitty comments. Uh, before we get into it, I want to do a quick programming note. Um, we are in the month of March when this episode goes live. The month of March is also the month of Eroticon. Uh, <laughs> and because I also am the best work wife ever, uh, programming note, you, we have the this topic uh, at the beginning mm-hmm. of March. We'll have a our Q&A mailbag episode next week. I am doing an episode just on Patreon. Um and then we're giving we're giving Molly the week off so she doesn't have to record a separate episode in the same month she's putting on a massive program. <laughs> so we are going to yeah. have a week where there's nothing. So we did not forget you that week. We did not hopefully have technical issues that week. We're just taking a week off. We're just taking a little break. Just one little icky biggy week. Right. We, we like to give Molly one week off out of an entire year. <laughs> So just so you know, that's what, and we'll try to remind you for the mailbag episode and I'll try to remember to say it in my Patreon episode because funnily enough, one of the questions we'll end up answering in our mailbag episode is about scheduling and yeah, some, for some people it really does matter. So that being said, let's get into our topic and this topic Uh was actually something that was not requested, uh, discussed in our Smutlancers community Slack channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think it generated plenty of conversation over there, but we're going to bring part of that conversation here. So I want to thank Chase, who is a, a blogger, uh, for basically suggesting it, allowing us to use the idea. I don't know. Chase is great. Uh, the Smell Answer community we think is great. You can join us there. S- <laughs> patreon.com slash the smutlancers as little as five dollars a month invest in your smutlancing career and get you access to all kinds of things like a slack channel mm-hmm. which i'm looking at my laptop as we're getting ready to record and the notifications coming in from slack are like left and right one on top of the other mm-hmm. it's very very active <laughs> it's very yeah. very very active so okay let's get into the topic which essentially is how to deal with shitty comments. I think we should probably first uh, define what we mean in our conversation 
by shitty comments. How would you define that, Molly? Okay, so I think um, shitty comments are just those things where, like, the word that wants to jump out of my mouth is troll. Those kind of, like, trolling comments where you're just like, oh, whatever. Um, You know, where people come along, and this might be on your blog, but this also might be, like, in Twitter as well. Like, you get that as well, where, you you know, you post a post and then somebody replies to it and, you know... I've had so many. I mean, I've had those ones as well. It, the ones that I think are the trickiest, oh, I shouldn't start that yet, are the ones where they're like, that feels offensive to me. And yet they kind of surround it with things like, you know, oh, honey. And so it's like, wait, are they being, what is happening there? But let's come back to that. So I think it's those comments that are um, anything that's mean for a start is shitty comment. Um, I think it's those things that it's the difference between there's a difference between shitty comment and feedback in the sense where someone's saying, oh, I think like you made a mistake here or I don't agree with your opinion or those kind of thing. And I think in our like in our gut, we do know the difference between those two things really easily. So, yeah, shitty comments are those ones that immediately make you go, oh, my God, this is just kind of trolly behavior. That's what I would say. I would agree. I would say that I'm trying to think of some of the comments that I've gotten recently that made me feel shitty, but that did, did not mean they were automatically shitty. And I think that for me, what makes it truly a shitty comment is that it's personal. It's not about the work. It's not about, oh, you said this, but you typed that, or you used the wrong word, or, hey, just a quick correction it should be this, not that, or whatever, or hey, you, mm-hmm. you didn't give somebody proper credit for a thing that, that you're, you know, right. whatever. It might make me feel bad, but that doesn't make it a shitty comment. But you can take a perfectly fine comment and turn it shitty real quick by making it about me or you or it not being about the work, it being somehow it's it's about it's a statement about me, you know, uh, oh, this is so boring. Oh, oh, you're, you're not, this one's a shitty comment. And one that I laugh at, you're not a real submissive. I cackle with glee over it because I know it's bullshit, but it could, would, if it caught me in a different headspace, it could, it's about me. It's not about the work I've created. So that's how I sort of tend to decide for myself. Was that legit critique or is that just a shitty comment? And when it when it feels personal, that's even an imperfect definition. But when the comment itself is personal, I would say most of the time that's and, and mean, personal and mean. It's probably a shitty comment. It probably is a shitty comment. Mm-hmm. So, how do we deal with them? How uh, how do you deal with them, Molly Moore? Okay, well, I think, so, I mean, I'm just trying to think of examples, actual examples that have happened to me to be helpful, maybe. So, uh, one that springs to mind is um, on Instagram, actually. I posted very, I've, you know, if you look at my Instagram, you'll see I post, like, various, mostly kind of self portraity type stuff that I try to be Instagram-friendly because they're just awful. Um, and... I have posted images that have shown um, inadvertently or or because I wanted to show that, uh, like, uh, it's not like I care, 
that you could see like I hadn't shaved my armpits. And so this guy kept cropping up, go and the first time he was like he left a comment saying like are you shaved? And I was like mm, I don't really know like this has got nothing to do with what I've written. Da, da, da. So I just kind of ignored it. And then on another post like almost the next day he wrote like you know all women should be shaved. And I was like, oh, okay. And then actually a couple of other people replied going like how somebody has their body hairs like totally up to them, like go away. And again, I didn't like block him straight away. I just didn't reply. And then he DM'd me um, to tell me like about my shaving, what he expected of me as far as my shaving was concerned. And then, and I just blocked him. I was like, this is not like, this is not relevant. You're not, you're not coming to my page because you're interested in the work I do. You're not interested in having a conversation that's constructive. Nobody's learning anything here. You're just a big old, like, freaking douche canoe, basically, coming and talking to me about my body hair, which isn't, like, why I put the picture up even. Like, boring now. So I just blocked him. Um, So that's, like, one example. Um... Um, another example is the famous, I hate to name him, like, because, but so many bloggers have been visited by this gentleman. His name begins with W. I don't want, like, I feel like I don't want him to give him any fucking kudos for being the wank stain that he is. But, um, <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel bad for wank stains now. Quite I frankly. agree with you because I just, <laughs> just thought that and I was like, actually, I feel like I, like, stains kind of like could be like so yeah i take that back like i don't know let's go with something let's just gloss over that not wank stain let's like shit stain there you go um and he has visited numerous sex bloggers i know that because there's been discussions between us people have talked about it on twitter and he seems to delight in turning up and basically just kind of either telling you that you're wrong or also telling you that you're like twisted i've had comments from him about my um you know how i need help because i obviously have a problem um sexually because i'm twisted and deviant at first i just left them because i'm like you're not even like whatever there you go you got to say your thing you're just a you're just a muppet go away kind of thing um for me sometimes i would like once he said wrote something about um like uh, like i can't believe that this stuff is on the internet why would you even put it there and i actually replied going oh my god wayne i literally oh, i've said his name <laughs> fucking <laughs> doucheball um oh my god i literally published and put it here just to fuck you right the fuck off. Like, I replied to him like that. Like, the only reason I published it, you're so right, was to, like, get under your skin, mate. And I've nailed it. Good job, me. Um, so sometimes I quite like a little bit of, like, go back at him with some stuff. But he uh, pushed it too far for me when he commented when... Um, I wrote on my blog about Michael being very ill and he commented saying like, you know, finally God's work is being done or something. And that was, I was like, no, like now you're done. Now we're, now we are no longer, no. And so like I've blocked his IP address, blocked his uh, email address. 
Um, he's a tricky bugger though because he has been back since then because he obviously knows how to dodge some of that. Uh, but now I just don't even. I'm like, meh, meh, gone, gone. He's been quiet lately, so maybe I don't know. Maybe he's had his comeuppance. But I just think anything like that where somebody comes along and they're like, you know, oh, the, you know, the other one that pisses me off, the ones where they say, I'm going to pray for you. No, don't. I don't want you to. I don't need you to. I find it condescending that you've even written that. Anything like that. Um, mostly my advice is just block them. Just like, don't publish those comments. Delete those comments. I think we both discussed before we started recording this, that Girl on the Net has written a brilliant blog post about this kind of topic. Um, like, it just, I, I feel like we really probably should have just re read out her her post really as our answer but i mean her the title of her post is my comment policy i am a dictator and i would say to anybody uh, particularly in your own site in your own blog that should be your policy you are a dictator you get to curate your comments in the way that makes you feel comfortable and um and happy with what you're doing and I would advise reading her post because there are various reasons for some of the things like, you know, don't publish comments that could potentially be liable. You know, if somebody's saying something, accusing somebody of something else, anything like that, it's not your job to host that. Like, it, in fact, it's your job to not host that because you can't verify what anyone has said there, nor is it your job to verify it, by the way. Um, so, yeah, like... I, I think like yeah treat your comment section like you're a dictator you get to say no 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 oh yes you're that's fine i'm happy with that um moderate your comments there's, there's no um com compulsion on you to publish anything that it makes you uncomfortable i think though my only like proviso there is Sometimes feedback that we get, particularly if we make a mistake, can make you feel uncomfortable. And so I think it's, I understand being aware and conscious of the difference between someone saying, oh, you, you've made a mistake here in your post and you're wrong because, and that making us uncomfortable because that's true, but we're like, oh, we didn't mean to do that, is different from somebody coming along and going, oh, your pubic hair is revolting. Those, I think, and so I think those things, when it's like that, when it's, per, as Kayla said, when it's personal, like that, you know, um, then, no. And I think those are the ones where, like, you know, that condescending tone, I hate to say this, that often is the tone of older men, particularly towards women, where they write comments where they tell you that you're doing it wrong or you could have done it better or if they like particularly i think for me um my blog is very image driven and all the images i take there i i take myself they're all self-portraits i take myself um and i can't tell you the number of men who've tottered along to my blog to tell me in some form of other that I'm some version of I'm doing it wrong or like they could take my picture for me or the ones that enrage me are the ones that just assume I didn't do it myself. So they leave a comment going, wow, who took this picture? That makes me want to hunt them down. 
I'm going to try not to rant at this point. Like, those things just show a complete, like, it, there's, a, there's a sexism to them to me because they just assume that I'm a woman and that somebody, you know, or, or the other ones where, oh, your partner took really great pictures of you. No, no, they fucking didn't. Like, I did. Like, <laughs> go away. So, yeah, those ones can be a little bit trickier, especially when they're framed with that kind of language of like, you know, oh, honey, kind of thing. Let me give you a little bit of feedback on your photography. Mm, probably not. Like, I mean, if it, if it feels constructive like then that's fine but when it feels a little bit like oh little lady you're doing it wrong then then they're trash like no you don't get to come in my space and be basically a condescending asshole i i don't i don't need you that you can move on thank you um so yeah that's comments in your blog twitter can be a little bit different because obviously, particularly like if you're like, I mean, I don't have a locked account, I have an open account. So therefore, like anybody can tweet back at me. Um, and I've definitely have like kind of comments there. Sometimes like I had one the other day where they, he was like, oh, I can't think of what it, it was a blog post that I wrote. And the comment that he wrote back on Twitter was something like, you know, I've got a hard dick that you could enjoy kind of thing. You know, <laughs> Kayla's making this face. I'm making the yuck face. That's the face, <laughs> the yuck face. <laughs> and I was just like, oh God, like, no. I didn't block them. I literally just ignored it. I didn't respond. I just ignored it. Like, they're a follower. They've obviously been reading my blog. I don't particularly want to hear from them. If that continues, if they came back again with more, then I would bump them out. But, and this is, I'm not advising this. Like, if somebody makes a comment like that to you and you're like ick about it and you're like, just fucking block them. In, for my case, as a general rule, I tend to ignore the first time. I tend to just ignore it. Like, I never, like, la, I never even saw you wanging your willy around in my timeline. Because it's so small. <laughs> um, so I just, like, let it go. I let it go. But you come back for more. You come back and like wang your willy around a bit more in my and like so I apologize that like for maybe there are gonna be men who are going oh it's all about men. Sadly, ninety I have to say ninety nine percent of the time it is. Sorry, uh, uh, but, um, I, there's no point in pretending it isn't because it is. Um, yeah. So you come back if they reappear then they're more likely to get either A, for me to say, like, I find your your response to me inappropriate and I would rather you didn't do it. If I'm feeling generous, like, I may attempt uh, some re-education. And if not, then I'm just like, oh, d boring block. Um, life's too short, I think, sometimes, like, for some of that stuff. Um so yeah and oh my god if they appear in my dms then you know, no um that's not okay so like that's like overstepping a massive 
like boundary as far as I'm concerned. Um, if, if they appear in my DMs with some kind of like negative comment, if they, you know, I have people who DM me all the time going, hey, I read your thing and I just wanted to ask you or like, do you, ha- do you know something about this or whatever? Like that's different. But you appear in my DMs out of the blue to tell me that A, you didn't like what I did. B, you could take my picture better than I could. C, I should look at your dick. Then uh, thank you, but no. I could go on and on and on and on about this. I, it's kind of nice to not be the one ranting. Um, <laughs> like, and I feel like I've, I feel like I've been very, mostly, like I haven't truly unleashed at this point, just so you know. I know, and that was after the wanging the willy around. Uh, that was you being calm about it. <laughs> It, do you know what it's that it's that lots of this does happen quite often and i know that i'm not the only one because i am certainly not the only female presenting sex blogger in the world clearly it's that assumption by men that because i wrote a piece saying you know whatever it was about like um i'm you know masturbating because I don't currently have a partner with me or you know something you know about my sexuality or something that I desire you know I desire to be fucked over the dining table it's that it's those people who then respond with I'm on my way darling it's like no I didn't mean you sweet pea (laughs) Um, you know just because I wrote that like it wasn't an invitation for you to pop round. I'd like, and I think that that's probably a common occurrence for bloggers who who present as female and who write openly about their sexuality and their sexual desires and or and also perhaps the sex they've even had. There's then this assumption, I think, by a lot of men that that must mean that you want to do it with them. Um, and it's like no um and so as i said i try to ignore them and or maybe just point it out to them once but then after that then there is history so i can say that i have a very similar policy uh, with a couple of key differences um i don't engage i do not engage in what i think is a shitty comment partly because i detest confrontation so badly that just thinking about replying to a comment that was was intended to make me feel bad or did make me feel bad um it, it wrecks me like i cannot function spikes my anxiety not worth it so i made a decision a long time ago that i do not have to tolerate shitty comments but i also don't have to engage with them because that ends up being better for me so um i do ignore a lot i just because somebody comments or messages does not mean they are entitled to my time and i Uh i battled Uh with that for a very long time because a lot of my especially once i started podcasting back in 2015 for you know with loving bdsm part of our whole thing was send us your questions send us your comments Uh tell us what you're thinking and i worried that i had somehow kind of obligated myself to 
not to replying to everything. To replying to everything and to accepting whatever I got because didn't I actually ask for it? And it was mm-hmm. it was a good moment of growth and um, just understanding myself better when I said, no, actually I get to have a boundary about this. And I don't, I, I also find I'm, I know my personality is that I want to see the best in people. Like that's my default. You can be the shittiest human being on the planet. I will for at least half a second try to find the silver lining, the good side. It's like my my squishy center is an optimist and she can't help herself. I want to see the good in people. (laughs) And I had to sort of learn that even if I could sort of justify, maybe they don't understand tone and text. I, that didn't mean I, that, that I was required to give my time and attention to that. So my blanket policy is if it's shitty because they were condescending, they were gross. If you make me make my yuck face by something you've said, you're not getting a response. I don't care what the intention was. If I'm making the yuck face, that's a no. Okay. Um, but that's my blanket policy is I automatically ignore. I've got a, just a ridiculous amount of unread DMS, um, that I either sometimes just go through in, in Instagram, especially I just go through and delete every so often in Twitter. They've just piled up. They're just there. Oh, in Instagram, I just leave them there because if you, I don't know if you've noticed, if you do leave them there, Instagram actually deletes them after a period of time. I I can't remember how long it is, but if you don't like click on them and so you're like they're the ones that are like in the pending mm-hmm, section mm-hmm. if you don't actually like click on and accept any of them yeah if you just leave them and then go back and look like i don't know like six weeks later or eight weeks later you'll notice that they're all different and like they're yeah. so i think they stay there for so long and then i think instagram just like swishes them out yeah. so i don't even bother i just yeah and i don't bother leave them on twitter at all away. but if something about instagram i think it's because the notification stays there and oh my gosh i hate having live notifications like it drives me nuts but um the other thing i'm finally becoming more free with the block button so i don't block people <laughs> just because i don't like them i don't i have learned i don't follow people because if I don't Uh like them that took me a wanting to be liked and wanting to be seen as the really nice person had me following toxic toxic people because I thought I was supposed to you don't have to um but I don't just block randomly I block I block people who are clearly underage because I don't need their curious underage ass getting me in trouble with whatever outlet we might be on and I do block uh now when it veers past the I'm a rando dude who thought every person I came across on the internet wanted to see my dick to you've now like something about this has gone beyond the gross guy on the internet sending an unsolicited dick pic. And now I feel like I got a, a really, really gross feeling. I feel almost like a weird way threatened. I'm a hit block every mm-hmm. time. I'm not even, I don't, I don't think about it anymore. I don't justify it to myself anymore. I go, Oh, I have that feeling block. Um, on my blog, I do, and I, I think you do too. I think a lot of people do, cause I think it's the default, but if you don't have this set, I recommend this minimum. The first time somebody ever comes to my site to comment, they go into moderation. Yeah, have- I have to approve Same. that. And that has yeah. stopped a lot of would be trolls and gross people from just spewing crap, um, everywhere. Uh, and that is helpful. I still, I'm the old school blogger. That's like the, the internet is open and free and everybody shares their opinion. And sometimes I feel really bad for 
not approving or deleting or whatevering a comment that I don't think was intended to be a shitty comment, but it came out as a shitty comment. Uh-huh. And quite frankly, that piece by Girl on the Net that you um, referenced earlier, it will be linked in the show notes. Y'all highly recommend reading it if you have not already. And if you have, reread the fucking thing. That was when I felt like I was somehow given permission almost or validation to say, I don't have to approve comments that make me uncomfortable, even if the other person's right. intention was. And, and let me be clear, just like you did earlier, let me be clear between being uncomfortable because somebody pointed out that I made a mistake is a different level of discomfort. I don't want to hear negative feedback and criticism because I've done fucked up. No, of course, nobody wants to hear that. But I'm not going to block that comment just because I don't like that somebody pointed out something. Unless they made it personal. Unless it wasn't, uh, hey, that's wrong. And it was, you're a fucking dumbass bitch. You don't know how to write right. because you, that's that we're talking about something different, right? So, but if a comment could seem innocuous and yet it gives me, like, I had to teach myself in my 20s and 30s to finally listen to my intuition and now I fucking listen to it. And if I get that feeling, I don't have to justify it. So I think that would be the other thing is I would tell you, you don't have to be able to justify why you feel like this is a shitty comment. If it triggers something in you, maybe a past memory, a past experience, something about it is familiar and you're like, mm, no, then it gets to be a shitty comment. You don't have to be able to write write a thesis on why this one comment by rando dude 6969 is shitty and doesn't uh-huh. need to be on your blog um, or wherever, wherever you have the control to make it go away, to hide it, to delete it, to spam it. Um, I do. And this is the really insidious thing. And I don't get caught out like this anymore. I don't think I have anyway, but it almost happened when a couple years ago, I think it was about the time girl on the net was, might've been putting out this, that blog post on commenting person I had never interacted with before leaves a comment on one of my blog posts at kaylawords.com. I think it might've been my, my still weirdly gets a lot of views thing on squirting where I was just a rant. Most of my popular posts are me ranting. I think, think that I should just, that says something anyway. And he, his first comments, all his comments ended up being moderated. The first comment he made sounded like he might've been a medical professional wanting to debate the merits of what squirting and female ejaculation, that's a bad word for it, but that's the term we got right now. Um, And that sort of experience, he he acted like in the first comment, that's what he was trying to do. And there was something about that comment that was just rubbing me the wrong way. I think I can, Uh I think the condescension was dripping from it. And that's what I was like. "Mm." It's that again, it's that veiled little lady. Yes attitude oh little lady tap you know where you feel like they would tap you on the head if they could exactly so that comment went into moderation it was first time commenting on my blog okay i lead a life i don't sit on top of my email notifications of my blog (laughs) comments so this shit woman really so 20, 30 minutes, maybe even an hour later, another moderated comment comes on. And this is where the uh, I've had these. The true colors start to show themselves. Yeah. And it was more of a, oh, are you afraid to debate me about this? Because you know I'm right and you're wrong. You're not going to let my comment come through. You're not going to respond. Yeah. 
Now, I'd had a busy day. I'm seeing all this later in my email inbox. And the first email I saw before I saw there were any other emails, I'm formulating how I would respond. And it's making me uncomfortable. And I didn't understand why that very first comment, because I was like, wait, I fundamentally disagree, but this person's saying they have like expertise and they're using the big words. And I'm like, I'm just a chick who squirts when I orgasm sometimes. So, uh, and it's hitting me in the... I don't know what I'm talking about feels and the am I an yeah. imposter and it's I was just oh. gonna say it's giving you pushing that little imposter syndrome yes. button and so I'm was I was in my my blood pressure had already gone up I was my skin, maybe I should never have written this yeah up. right <laughs> my skin was flushed I'm trying to formulate how I'm gonna respond but I hate confrontation so like I'm already like <laughs> it's already fucking with me and then I'm still scrolling through emails and that that email comes through and then a um, a third comment all of them moderated thank fucking god because he just was on a tear he really wanted my attention and the third one the the mask was gone this wasn't about medical professional this was i didn't know what the hell i was talking about and i was clearly afraid of his opinion and his expertise and i wouldn't even engage in the conversation and something about that final one was the nail in the coffin and i went in my head and to john brownstone because he's looking at me like what is wrong with you you are so stressed out you were so tense you're just looking at your email what is happening here and right. I saw that last one and I went, oh, I know what you are and we will delete, delete, delete. And I will spam you or I think, yeah, I think I might've even marked him as spam. Like I didn't know you could block IP addresses. I wasn't at that point yet. And I just spammed him. So if he ever tried to comment again, he would, sh I might not even see the just, comment. He'd yeah, go yeah, off yeah. the spam. Um, but I was really grateful one for comment moderation <laughs> because I, yeah. I still had to see that comment. I mean, it came through my email to notify me, but I didn't have to put that grossness and that shittiness out into the world for other people to see it, which yeah. sometimes, and, and the reason I think about things like that is one, I'm thinking about the pylon when a bunch of trolls get together, they see it happens. One person's comment gets through and they feel like, emboldened us to at pile on open season right and then also i never want somebody to come to my blog later and see that comment and see that it got through and whatever good i might have created in the blog post sure whatever validation or connection we've created has just been wiped away because somebody's been shitty in the comment section so yeah. i've never been more grateful for the moderation feature i also i mean you gotta love a troll that outs themselves because had he just left it alone had he just he'd have got a response he'd have gotten probably. a response and then he would yeah. have been shitty later and and that was coming anyway i mean we know that was coming yeah but he would have gotten whatever it was he was trying to get. And I'm not going to yeah. pretend that seeing those comments, even though I have control over them now, I can delete them. I can make them go away. Yes, there is. I think there's plugins that you can get where you can block IP addresses. I know John Brownstone has used that on our blogs a couple of times for other reasons that didn't have anything to do with the shitty comments and trolls. And so you have a lot of power. And so that um, that is certainly helpful. But... I think that power is what makes it easier to go, God, that shitty comment really made me feel shitty. That's why it's a shitty comment. I, I've either got my yuck face on or it hit me in the imposter syndrome. But knowing and feeling in control enough to go, I don't have to tolerate that. I don't have to put up with that. You, this is my house. You are in my space now. And I don't have to let 
shitty people who are here to make me feel shitty be in my space. I can't always stop, excuse me, I can't always stop you from coming in, but I can sure shit push you out in whatever method. And it's weird that a rando on a squirting blog post <laughs> written like five years ago made me feel empowered. But that mm -hmm. the moment I realized, wait, I can, I, I need to, and I get to, and I have to have boundaries within my comment section, within my replies on Twitter, within my Instagram, I felt stronger and more capable of putting up boundaries in other ways. If that, you know, <laughs> I, and I don't know why that's how I came to it, but that's, that's where we are. And I think part of it is I had bought into that whole you want people to comment because that's your audience and audience feedback right. is important and you shouldn't hide from audience feedback and you shouldn't hide from audience feedback. Sometimes you've got to hear. Right. Cause I was just going to say, things. like, I don't want like neither of us are saying that we are not open to having a debate potentially, or even defending what we've said or even adjusting what we've said. It's all about the approach and about like how that's done. Like it's perfectly reasonable for somebody to say, oh, I read your thing about uh, da, 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 and I don't know that I agree exactly. And this has been my experience. I, you know, those that like that's different from, you know, that those other attitudes where they're almost just the response they want from you is for you to say, oh, you're right, just to them. Like, they're, they're actually not looking for a debate, really. They're not looking for a conversation. And that's the other thing. I don't know that I'm also that open to having a massive debate on my blog. I am open to having a conversation where, you know, we converse about our different opinions and what we think or our different experiences or whatever. But if you want to hugely debate me in order to basically tell me that you want me to, you know, accept or come round to your point of view. If it's a shitty point of view, I'm not interested. Like, you know, if you're... Uh, I just, I think we know the difference. I, I think we... Between those two I things. I think we do. And I think that there are... I think that even as we grow as content creators, we will shift about these things just in general, because mm -hmm. I know as I've gotten older and more life experience and more interactions with different types of people, things that might have felt like a shitty comment five years ago aren't going to make me feel shitty today. I'm slightly different. I'm a changed woman. I've evolved on some levels so that I handle certain feedback differently. I do, if I had this policy in place and treated a quote shitty comment five years ago that I read as shitty five years ago, I don't regret not responding five years ago. Would mm -hmm. 40 year old Kayla do something different than 35 year old Kayla? Hell fuck yeah, I hope so. I hope that I have moved on or matured or grown or whatever to handle things differently. But you, in that moment, who you are in that moment, the way something lands with you in that moment, that's a legit experience and perspective to have. Would, you know, you might be a brand new blogger, first trolly, spammy comment, or first comment that's debatable. Is it shitty? I don't know. You feel like it's shitty, and I don't feel like it's shitty. Me not seeing it as shitty does not invalidate your feelings about it. 
It's about how you hear it. It's about how you take it in. It's about how you feel like it was presented. Again, let us be clear. We are not talking about critique where somebody's like, you done fucked up. Okay, that's a different kind of thing. And even then, I do think that reality being what it is, just let's be real about this. Should we all be open to legitimate feedback that says, hey, you kind of screwed that up there. There's a better way to do this. Yes. Are we also human? And if somebody comes at us screaming and calling us names, are we going to hear them no matter how right they are? Probably not. So if you are wanting to leave legitimate criticism and feedback, delivery can matter. (laughs) If you want to be heard, if what you're trying to do is to actually affect change, if what you need to do is to be upset about it because it's legitimately upsetting, I'm not going to tell anybody not to be upset. I'm not going to tell anybody to be polite for the sake of politeness. But if what you want to do is get somebody to change, this is a controversial opinion, but I think that sometimes being mindful of how we come at the topic matters. Because here's the thing, if I read somebody as being shitty to me, they were trying to tear me down, they were trying to be gross about something. If I have never, I have never had he who shall not be named who's worse than a wank stain and wank stains aren't that bad coming on my blog. Never had them. I'm a little bit like, am I not, am I not good enough? Am I not popular enough? (laughs) Am I not smutty enough? But if he came to my blog and said, I fundamentally disagree with the way you have explained the mechanisms of squirting, right? That's going to get evoke a different response from me than, hey, bitch, you're the dumbest fucking shit ever. And you explained that wrong. Right? Right. Like, that kind of because if it's immediately been cased in offense in an offensive manner. Exactly. So I want to tread lightly here. I'm not saying you can't be angry when you see somebody fucking up and give feedback in anger. Of course you can. But I think that we all know if what we're trying to do is get somebody to actually change a behavior, a part of their content, a something, that the way we approach it does matter. Uh That does matter. That that affects things because it's about the intent behind what we're doing. And I think that's where the shitty comment differentiation comes in. Is the intent to get them to do something different? Is the intent to make them feel bad and only to make them feel bad, not, not to cause a change in behavior, not to get, you know, women to finally become chaste again and cover, cover their naked bodies. And anybody feminine presenting needs to shave off all the hair and, you know, Not the stuff we fundamentally disagree with. Now, the other thing I will say, and this came from a comment left on a blog post I wrote this week as we're recording, a couple weeks ago, by the time you hear this, about uh, getting legit criticism and feedback, which is different from this, okay? This is, I feel like this is a, a, I've made made my blood pressure go up because I don't want anybody to think I'm tone policing because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not tone policing. I'm not tone policing. Um, And Mrs. Fever uh, commented on that blog post and in her comment, and if you, the blog post will be linked in the show notes if you want to read the blog post, go read it. 
And if you want to read the comment, go read it. But basically she was talking about giving legitimate feedback that somebody did not want to hear. And, uh-huh. and I could relate exactly to what she was saying. Cause I have been on the giving the feedback end, and I've been on the, the end of receiving feedback uh-huh. that I had legitimately sure. fucked up and did not want to hear. I had fucked up. Okay. But what she said at the very end was the most telling part of this whole thing, regardless of the intent of the feedback, the type of feedback, whether it's given in good faith, whether it's a shitty bit of feedback or not, we all have control over whether we accept that feedback, we take it in, we ignore it, we delete a comment. We all get to control that. Mm-hmm. Even if the shitty comment is shitty because we just didn't like hearing it, I can't control mm-hmm. that you, you know, I can't control how somebody else accepts my feedback. People who leave me feedback cannot control how I accept it. So we all have the power to ignore, delete, block, disregard. Um, I think there is a huge debate to be had within the community of what is the type of feedback we need to take in and what is the type of feedback we can ignore. Um, I can fundamentally disagree with somebody ignoring good feedback that will make them a better content creator and human being in the world. I can't make them accept that feedback. (laughs) Um, Just like I can see the argument somebody would make of, I was giving legitimate feedback and you just don't like my tone. And now you've classified that as a shitty comment. Was it really a shitty comment? That's, that's a conversation to have, but ultimately I'm going to make the decision that feels right to me. Right. I mean, I think like, I think that those are, those are conversations that you have to have with yourself as your, as the individual person that you are. And one of the things I would say about stuff like that, where you're like, or feedback slash criticism is like, I feel like I say this a lot, but like, just sit with it a bit. Like often your knee jerk reaction is, and when I say you, I mean me too, all of us, is rarely our best reaction. Sometimes it is, but you know that when you sit with it for a little bit. You're like, actually, you know what? My initial reaction to um, stupid commenter X who said about my you know whatever was correct and obviously there are some where you just like your knee-jerk reaction is absolutely right because they're just a a douchebag but like when it's not that when it's not obvious that it's that i i am a big big advocate and for myself personally it's something i i have taught myself and i do pretty much religiously now which is to not as a general rule fire back and to be like, I just need to sit and think about that. If appropriate, I may even say, I, I just need to have a think about this before I write a response. Because like, I, I don't want, I wouldn't want somebody to think, well, she, like, well, I said this thing to her and she just completely ignored me. Um, And I think that that's okay to come back and say, um, I just, I, I, I hear you what you've said here, but I just need to have a think before I respond. I don't think that's a problem. So I think sitting with stuff a little bit can help you, anybody, to respond 
in a way that hopefully is more constructive and maybe then allows that to the whole thing to have been like a better experience for everybody so sometimes things like that that are really difficult to read i think you do have to, for me anyway and it would be my advice to others is to read that and be like oh that was hard to read why I think that's a really important question to ask yourself. Why is that really hard for me to read? Why does that, like, made me uncomfortable? Uh, um, because I think those why questions can lead you to answers that help you to learn and evolve and understand, I think, about a, a whole kind of different loads of subjects. So... Yeah, that was one. That's one thing I like. Would really like to say is to just be slower, like slow it down a bit. Like, and again, I like I I don't I also don't want to say like oh don't you know don't say anything you know like some there's the whole like if you haven't got something nice to say don't say anything. Actually, I think there's a lot of power in that because you can give somebody, you can say that somebody's, as Kayla said, that somebody's done something wrong or that you don't agree with them without calling them a stupid bitch, for example. So, like, you don't need to frame it in a way that kind of makes it offensive. Um, So, yeah, there's that. And the other thing I just wanted to talk about, which we haven't really mentioned, is free speech. Mm. So, free speech is absolutely a thing. You, uh, You have free speech. However, I don't have to give you a platform for your free speech is one thing. And secondly, we all have free speech, but we don't have... There are consequences to the things you say. You can say what you like, but there are consequences or there may be consequences to them. And the example that you could use in that situation is going into a small environment like a theater or a closed environment like that and then standing up and shouting fire that you you can do that but there are consequences to you doing that and the consequences that you'll probably be banned from that theater or cinema because actually your free speech endangered people in that environment what you did so i mean that's an extreme example but sure you got to shout it out but there were consequences to you doing so and so yes you can say the stupid ass thing you want to say but there may be consequences to it and i certainly don't have to provide you with a platform for your opinion particularly if your opinion is shitty you know if your opinion is women should shave then i don't have to give you a platform for your free speech it, I absolutely do not. Neither does anywhere else. And that, I think, is the same when, you know, people go, oh, these people have been banned from Twitter for, for you know, for these things. Surely they should get to have free speech. Well, no, they don't. They do get to have free speech. They don't get to use Twitter as a platform to promote their opinion. That is particularly when opinions are harmful to other people. Um, so, yes. You don't get to use my platform as a place for you to just say whatever you like as a as a platform for your nonsense. No, that's, that's just and I would say, and I agree with you completely. I agree with you on both points you just made. I'll start with this one because 
this thought is burning a hole in my head. There will be shitty people who will try to make you feel guilty because you did not host their viewpoint, that you have shut them down, that you're not letting them say what they want to say. They, I mean, people like this tend to be manipulative. They don't, even if they don't recognize that's what they're doing, that's what they want. They want you to feel so bad that you give them that platform, that you give them the attention that they want, that they tap into that part of you if you happen to be this type of person, and I have been in the past, where you feel bad that you're doing it, even though you feel like it's also the right thing to do, which is a really like tricky place to be in. The thing I would say is, if you've at any point, first of all, I don't think you should engage with those folks because that's what they're looking for. But also, if this really was a free speech issue, they have just the same access to the, the blogging tools that you do and they could go and make their own damn platform and their own damn blog and spew their gross stuff all they'd like because that's what free speech is. Making you feel bad because you won't engage in their shitty, shitty, shittiness is not your problem. That is just the straw man to make it seem like you they're the victim when they came at you with grossness. Like, like I said, if you're reading it and your reaction is the yuck face, that's them. That's not you. Let them let them go find other places to be shitty. Do not they you don't you don't have to host that shittiness. You do not have to it's not your responsibility to help them figure out what free speech actually means. Okay. <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah. And the other thing I want to say is I want to just back up what you said and and add my voice to it of when you get feedback of any kind, a shitty comment that you're like, I think that's just like legit shitty or wait, this makes me feel shitty, but I, they, you know, they, it wasn't personal. They weren't gross. Right. Yes. I absolutely agree. You need to sit with that. I would also say, and this happens to me a lot and it's been a, a place of growth for me personally. Sometimes things get said publicly in places like Twitter that aren't directed at us. They're not talking to us. Those people probably don't even know we exist, but something they said makes us feel bad. Something they said makes us feel defensive. Something, it uh -huh. makes us feel attacked. It makes us feel like nobody likes us. Nobody, you know, we are somehow now the outcasts, but they didn't name us. They're not talking to us. They don't know we exist. Um, that has been a huge point of learning for me. Uh, one, it helps me know when a comment is legit criticism versus a shitty comment, but also by sitting with those feelings and asking myself, why did this thing I saw make me feel this way? I, I yeah. have learned a lot about myself that had nothing to do with the commenter. Yeah. It had nothing to yeah. do with the other person. And that's where I say, I want, I want you to be careful with your reactions. Something yeah. that makes you feel bad is not always designed to make you feel bad. Maybe it's made to get you to think. And I agree completely firing off without you know, the split second after you read something, because that's your gut reaction not always the best thing i every time i've ever just regretted getting into it responding coming it was because i did it as a knee-jerk reaction it's because i took a look at something didn't get context didn't think about it didn't decide how i felt about it just had this immediate reaction of defensiveness and anger and wait 
why are you saying that mean, awful thing about me when they sometimes they weren't even saying it about me? And I reacted and then I regretted my reaction because what I needed to do was to sit and go, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel defensive? Why does this hurt my feelings? Is it even really about me? And I hopefully have learned, I'm still in the process of learning, life is a learning process, to be a better human because of it. I've recognized mm -hmm. biases I didn't know I had. I've recognized ways yeah. of thinking that were yeah. outdated and were certainly from a yeah. place of privilege. Like yeah. sitting with those Same. negative feelings, there's good can come from it. Um, I think the longer you do this, the more you figure out at a quick glance, oh, that's just a shitty comment because that's a shitty human being. I'm gonna delete that. And that, is that really a shitty comment? Or is that one I need to go sit with for a minute? And, and it's yeah. a skill you yeah, learn. I completely agree. And I just want to say, like, I, clearly she's not going to say it because I don't know why, but Kayla wrote a brilliant blog post, um, which I think is kind of relevant here, um, a few weeks back on, like, I want to, was it called When We Make Mistakes? I think so. Well, I I'll link it in the show like notes. That. Like, go and read that as part of, like, this whole topic area. It's not about the shitty... Um, crappy comments but it's about those times like perhaps where we like make where we make mistakes and i think it's it is a it's a post that we talked about a lot before kayla wrote it mm -hmm. um and then she she's the genius who wrote it i'm not she completely is the genius who wrote it and then she was like hey read this before i put it out like what do you think and i was like genius and so yeah like totally absolutely in my opinion is one of the like prescribed must reads perhaps on the smart lancer um blog because i think that she has captured it really well and it is full of really brilliant advice and it's a post yeah i would literally be like everybody should read this i think it's really well done and on if you have feedback about what she wrote there but i feel like we've put that out as a joint thing as, as an umbrella thing where you're like oh but also you could consider these things or you know like you feel like there's something we've missed then we would love to hear from you um but i think it's a relevant post to read particularly in like how some of this conversation how we've like talked about the difference between shitty and feedback and criticism and sitting with those things and um understanding your role when you make a mistake um and like how you deal with that mistake afterwards so yeah i think that i just wanted to bring that up because i was hoping she was going to she clearly wasn't i don't know why she just I, maybe she forgot she wrote it i don't know who knows um, no that's one that haunts my really sleep super, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to hate it relevant <laughs> i'm waiting for somebody to hate it i think i think it's super relevant and uh yeah so i just think that if you haven't read that uh look down look down there in those show notes just down there have a click and have a read um i think it's connected to this whole conversation that we've had today. and and I, I to add on to that thank you by the way i'm like blushing in all kinds of ways right now um i will add to that 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 post was framed as a mistake as recognizing that you've you've been told you've made a mistake and i think it is still relevant when 
nobody is necessarily telling you that something that that or that you even recognize that you made a mistake, but somebody is saying they don't agree with you or that they think you're wrong in some way. Um, I think some of it can still apply even in that case, but because sometimes people will say you did that wrong. And we're like, I don't feel like I did that wrong. I just don't feel like I did that wrong. And that's okay. That's legitimate. You get to have those opinions. You get to decide that. But I think it comes down to that really defensive feeling. And when that's what you're feeling, it's, it's important to sit with that and figure out why you're feeling that because that is very rarely about the person who presented the comment or the commentary to you. And those defensive feelings are most of the time very much internal. And it's something that you've got to potentially grapple with and think about and, and deal with. And I, and I, you know, I think this topic is really, really complex because one person's shitty comment is another person's constructive criticism. (laughs) And we get to decide for ourselves what's what, but I think what Molly said earlier is absolutely right. Most of the time, you know, the shitty comment, you know, like, you know, it's the, the, the trolls of the world who come in, you know, want to come in on your body hair or the way you have sex or the way your body looks or, um, whatever. Um, so yeah, it's, it's one of those, it's, it's a topic that is broader than we could even, well, I mean, we could talk for hours and still mm-hmm. find little nuances here and there, but yeah, I do think it's important yeah. to decide for yourself how you're going to handle what you consider shitty comments. Um, I'm a huge fan of just ignore their fucking ass block when you need to delete, do not engage, do not feed the trolls. I do know some people feel differently and they want to engage and that that's cool too um there's i don't think there's any a a right way to do it and i think right i would say my summary of the whole thing is you don't owe anyone a platform yep like that's the thing like you don't owe any like when we're talking about like your blog you don't owe anyone a platform to to come and spout particularly when their stuff is just shitty you absolutely you don't owe anyone a platform to come and argue with you why abortion is wrong or whatever shitty opinion they feel like they need to share with you you do not owe those people a platform you don't it's your platform that's you know I would that's like my summary and I think we're gonna leave it there because I think that's perfect I think yeah. that's perfect like I said we we could talk about this for forever we no nobody nobody needs that nobody needs that um we got a Molly rant in I think that's always a good day for once it was Molly ranting and not Kayla ranting I I'm uh I'm not out of rants uh, I'm being more judicious in my rants I think I don't need to rant all the time except I like it it gets the it gets the blood flowing <laughs> Okay, so we're going to leave it uh, there for uh, this week. Uh, big thanks to Chase for asking the question and being up for, you know, letting us explore it more. Um, if you would like to sort of have immediate access to an entire community and to us, um, please consider joining us uh, at patreon.com slash the smutlancers. That's smutlancer with an S on the end because I ain't the only one. I'm just saying we're all smutlancers if we want to be. And we've got a community growing and building over there. And we've got a Slack channel where lots of questions and conversations are going on. And we do one-on-one Skype calls. And we do group Skype chats. And it's all about helping you 
build the smut lancing career that you want in whatever form that means for you. So come join us there, patreon.com slash the smut lancers. The link is in the show notes. Bye y'all. Bye.